Are you thriving or are you just surviving? How would you even know? Join me today as we explore three keys to understanding and meeting your needs. What does it mean to love and work well? And how do I pursue what truly matters? Working at the intersection of business and psychology, I help you answer these questions and more so you can focus priorities, inspire change, lead with courage, and live with more joy today. Hi, I'm Dr. Melissa Smith. Welcome to the Pursue What Matters podcast, where we focus on what it takes to thrive in love and work. So I have a question for you. Are you getting your needs met? Second question, how would you even know? So you might be able to answer this question at the fringes of human behavior. So for example, you know if you're deadly miserable, and so maybe you'd say, no, I'm not getting my needs met. Certainly there are people in that category. And at the other end of that spectrum, maybe if you're ecstatic beyond measure, which doesn't last for long, you could say, yes, I'm totally getting my needs met. But these moments at the at the extremes are few and far between for most of us, and they don't really give us a good measure of whether we're meeting our needs. And so, you know, who? How many of us live at these fringes? I would, I would, I would uh, mention that it's not actually really great to be living at these these fringes. So, um, what about the rest of your days? So. Today, I want to help you create a more nuanced understanding of your needs. And this is where we're really helping you to build uh, more self-awareness so that you can help meet your needs so that you can be effective at self-leadership. And so that's all about helping you lead with curiosity. And each week with the podcast, my goal is to help you pursue what matters by strengthening your confidence in one of three areas. So first is clarity, second is curiosity, and third is leading and building a community. And so today we're really focused on helping you be curious about your own experience. So as we increase self-awareness, we increase self-leadership. And of course, if we can't lead ourselves, we're not very effective at leading others. So let's jump right in with our first point. So today I have three keys to helping you understand your needs. So we're going to keep things simple. I like to do that. I think it's more useful and a a better chance that you'll remember um, what I share with you and hopefully that it will be useful. So I have three questions to help you better understand your needs. So these are kind of categories that help us to wrap our hands around needs. So first is what? What are your needs? Second is why? So why are you driven by some needs more than others? And we see lots of variability um, across the lifetime and also um, across individuals in terms of pursuing specific needs more than others. And the third question is how? So how can you meet your needs effectively? And of course, I'm always really invested in helping you to do that. So let's look at this first question, what? So what are your needs as a human? Now that might seem like a really basic question. It might also feel like a really complicated question, but as humans, we all have some basic needs. Um, and this, these needs are relative to our physical, emotional, vocational, and spiritual development. So those are four categories 
um, of development that I think is kind of helpful for you to think about your needs. You know, what's going on physically, what's going on emotionally, what's going on vocationally, what's going on spiritually. So when I talk about vocational development, I'm talking about growth and development and learning. So it doesn't have to be so narrow um, as a job. It can be educational pursuits, but really we're thinking about, you know, how we contribute in the world. How do we develop skills and contribute? And so it often is tied to our work um, and our education, um, but it, you know, it doesn't have to be contained to that. It can be, you know, um, hobbies and pursuits that you have outside of your specific job or work. Um, but I want you to think about our basic needs relative to those four areas of development, uh, because I think it helps you to kind of um, pin that down and get a little more specific. So the fulfillment of these needs sets us on a path toward greater well-being. So when we can meet our basic needs, we are freed up to grow. Um, and so in a very real way, if we are working from a place of deficit, right, if we don't have our basic needs met, it's very difficult for us to even consider and let alone pursue higher order growth and development. So Abraham Maslow, who was an incredible psychologist, um, he really um, contributed a lot to the foundations of psychology. Um, he taught that all needs can be grouped into two main classes of needs um, and that these two main classes of needs really do need to be integrated for wholeness, right? So he was really looking at well-being. Um, and so the first category or main class of needs are known as deficiency or D-realm needs, okay? So D-realm needs or deficiency needs are motivated by a lack of satisfaction in key areas of human functioning, okay? And this is just part of the human equation. So what are some examples of D-realm needs? Food, safety, affection, belonging, and self-esteem. So just think about yourself, right? We have this term, known as hangry, right? When you, you know, if, if you're like most of us, when you get hungry, you get angry. When you get hungry, it's hard for you to focus on the work in front of you. When you get hungry, all you can think about is where can I get food? When can I eat next? It becomes distracting. It's, it's a very compelling need. And so, right, that need is driven by deficiency, right? Like if we're hungry, if we haven't had something to eat or we don't have enough to eat, we really are highly motivated to seek after our D-realm needs. So again, examples of those include food, safety, affection, belonging, self-esteem. Right. So this is another phenomenon we see um, for individuals living in high crime areas. You know, they might not ever get past safety concerns. Right. That makes it hard to focus in school. That makes it hard to even think about life beyond um, simple survival and preservation of life. And unfortunately, some people really do live at these extremes. Um, and so that's the first category of needs, those deficiency or D realm needs. Second, we have growth 
or being realm needs. So being, B-E-I-N-G, and these are, you know, shortened for be realm needs. And these are all about self-actualization and transcendence. And so if you know anything about Abraham Maslow, he taught about uh, self-actualization, and that was really his theory of human development. And so these be realm needs are all about growth. Um, Instead of being driven by fears, anxieties, suspicions, um, and the constant need to make demands on reality, which is really where the D-realm needs are coming from, B-realm needs are all about growth. They're about serving a higher purpose. They're about connecting to meaning, uh, fulfilling potential, contributing, and ultimately selflessness. So you're able to really look beyond your own needs because those needs, generally speaking, are being met. Okay. And so that really opens you up to the broader world. It opens you up to your potential and to, you know, the path of what it would be like to develop your potential. And I think a really important aspect of the B realm needs is that they open you up to service, to seeing the needs of others, empathizing, using your skills, your gifts, your talents in uh, the service of a greater cause. And that is where we really connect with purpose and meaning. Um, and so that is the answer, right, to our to our first question. What are your needs as a human? So I want you to think about your needs in those two main classes. And you can think about it um, in terms of those four realms of human development. So the physical, emotional, vocational, and spiritual development. This brings us to our second question. Why? So why are you driven by some needs more than others? So I hate to break it to you, but as humans, we're all vulnerable. As humans, we're all hardwired for connection, right? And so these are two big drivers of our behavior and a big driver of how we will attempt to get our needs met. So when we look at connection, um, I absolutely mean it when I say we're hardwired for our connection. We can look at that in the brain. When we lack connection, care, love, and affection, we literally die, right? And in addition, right, before we die, we languish, we become suicidal. And so, you know, the mortality rates of loneliness are equal to smoking, right? The mortality rates of loneliness are double um, that of obesity. And so in a very real way, we need connection. And so as humans, we all have these same needs, but Our drive to satisfy these needs can be balanced and growth promoting or driven by a sense of deficiency. And so as a result, the drive to satisfy our needs becomes all encompassing. It's all we see. So that's really when we are in a place of deficiency, right? That D realm, because it is driven by deficiency. That's part of how we understand that. Um, And so it distorts our reality um, because when we're coming from a place of lack, our, our brains, our bodies are are focused on keeping us alive. And so it's going to create tunnel vision. It's going to distort our reality and color our perception perceptions. This, of course, makes demands on our whole 
being, right? And if you take a step back, this makes absolute sense from an evolutionary perspective. Because if you don't meet your D needs, right, those basic needs around safety, food, shelter, you're going to die pretty darn quickly. And that has just been the reality throughout human existence. So Robert Wright said the human brain was designed by natural selection to mislead us even enslave us. So that might be kind of an intimidating quote, but what does he mean by that? What he means by that is that when we are operating from a place of deficiency, meaning our core D realm needs are really, you know, what's driving, um, what's driving our bus, we as humans can quickly become misled and enslaved um, because we get tunnel vision, we lose perspective, right? That drive to get those basic needs met is so encompassing. And what often is true is that we don't really lack those D needs as much as we feel that we lack them. Now, of course, it can be true that people actually do lack them. And then you're really you're in a very real way trying to survive. But what often happens is our experiences in the past that maybe have been painful or difficult or traumatic, it colors our perception. And so when we look at needs and our needs in particular, we kind of look through reality through the lens of deficiency. And this by default distorts our reality. So we're not seeing things accurately. Um, Deficiency needs will scream very loud for your attention, right? Feed me, love me, respect me. This leads to a narrowing of our worldview, even while it causes us to have an outsized reaction to the world um, that that isn't based in reality, right? It's mostly based in our fears. Um, And so that becomes a really vicious cycle that we need to pay attention to. So it's important to keep in mind that the greater the deficiency of these needs, the more we distort reality to fit our expectations. And we treat others in accordance with their usefulness in helping us satisfy our most deficient needs. Um, We're more likely to use defense mechanisms to protect ourselves from the pain of deficiency. Um, And we experience what uh, Kaufman describes as defensive wisdom, which is kind of always asking this question of how can I defend myself so that I can feel safe and secure? And so as you can listen to that question, it's really operating from that D realm. It's about not not enough deficiency. How do I how do I need to defend and protect myself? Um, and so you can see pretty quickly how uh, your reality can become very distorted. And so, for instance, if you find yourself kind of always um, feeling like you're coming from a place of lack and deficiency, it's time to examine some of your beliefs about your needs. Is it true that you never have any money, or is it true that you have a lot of fear? related to money? Is it more true that you have difficulty making decisions about money? And so it it kind of leaves you feeling paralyzed and as though you're never going to have enough money or you can't make good decisions relative to money. And so when you notice these
these outsized emotional responses, when you notice, gosh, like I'm always worrying about this, it's time to get curious about those needs, get curious about your history, get curious about um, the, the role of fear potentially in coloring that experience. So as opposed to the D realm needs, right? We're, so we're going to talk about the B realm needs. And again, we're looking at this second question of why are you driven by some needs more than others? And so we've talked about how D realm needs really distort our reality and really push us to focus on those. Um, and, you know, we when we think about those B realm needs, uh, we don't have distorted reality, right? Like we can see ourselves and we can see life more clearly. And so we approach life and our needs and decisions with more perspective. So when you are in the B realm, you are more accepting and loving of yourself and others. Like I just mentioned, you see reality more clearly and you develop growth wisdom as opposed to that defensive wisdom. Growth wisdom asks which choices or what choices will lead me to greater integration and wholeness. So you can see how uh, the questions or, you know, the path that you're looking at is about wholeness, is about growth, is about self-care. Um, but of course, if the lens you are always looking through is one of deficiency rather than growth, you will only ever be focused on satisfying those D realm needs. And here's the real rub. Even if you do grow, your reasons for pursuing B realm needs could be tainted by that deficiency mindset. So let me just share some examples. So this idea of I need to succeed to prove that I matter, right? This is being driven by those D realm needs, this, these underlying beliefs that you're not good enough. Um, so you might push yourself to succeed, but it's to prove that you matter versus I believe I have something to contribute on this project, right? Like I feel passionate about this work and I want to, I want to do my best. Um, another example. So I need to make lots of money so someone will love me, right? We certainly see that in our society. That's coming from that D realm versus I care about striving for excellence in purpose-driven work and it shows. And here's what's true. The world rewards excellence. And so if you're passionate, if you're purpose-driven and you do your best, right, it's certainly not a promise that you're going to be a millionaire, but generally speaking, the world rewards excellence. Um, and so that's why um, you might find yourself more driven by some needs rather than others, right? There are some folks that they're they don't really care much about purpose. Um, and so those are good things to get curious about. And so now let's look at our third question, and that is how. So how can you meet your needs more effectively? This is where the rubber hits the road. We really think about application. Um, and so I hope that you know by now um, that in terms of well-being, we really do need a balance of both security and growth. So it's not like those D needs um, are something you should banish because first of all, you can't, you're human, you're vulnerable. Um, those needs are always essential and those are really the foundation for a path of self-actualization, a path of well-being. Um, so we're not trying to get rid of the security needs. We can't, but we need a balance. And so the other thing that we really want to focus on 
is increasing awareness of your needs. And of course, this has been a big purpose of today's podcast. This requires attunement to those four areas of human development, the physical self, the emotional self, the vocational self, the spiritual self. So you could ask yourself questions. What, what, does my spiritual self need? What do I need in terms of spirituality? Do I need to worship? Do I need to sing hymns? Do I need to pray? Do I need to gather in community? Um, You can ask yourself, what does my physical self need? I need rest. You know what? I need to exercise more regularly. I need to eat more consistently through the day. So these questions are actually can be really specific questions. They can be small questions with practical answers that you could start answering today. You could start implementing some of those actions based on those questions and answers um, in your day today. So the other thing that we need to do in terms of being able to meet our needs effectively is you must take responsibility for meeting your needs. So as an adult, um, barring some significant disability, you are ultimately responsible for meeting your needs. Full stop right? Like that is just a truth. And we've got a lot of adults who are walking around pretending to be kids and they have parents that are, uh, are supporting that and contributing to that. It's such a problem. We need to, we need to make peace with this reality that as an adult, we're responsible for meeting our needs. Now that doesn't mean that you can or should meet all of your needs on your own because you can't. It doesn't mean you're an island, but it can mean advocating for your needs. It can mean asking for support. It can mean taking advantage of opportunities. It can include taking smart risks, right? You you can't play it safe all the time in life or you'll never grow. Um, And then lastly, uh, we're not going to get into these today, but I hope you will join me um, for an upcoming podcast where I'm going to share with you 13 sources of well-being. So these are really an outgrowth of Maslow's research. And then, of course, after his work, there's been over 40 years of very rigorous research looking at you know, what helps us to have greater well-being? And so there are 13 sources of well-being and we're going to, um, we're going to jump into those next time on the podcast. So I hope that that you'll look forward to that and that can be helpful for you. In uh, the meantime, head on over to my website to check out the show notes with the resources for this episode at www.drmelissasmith.com forward slash 203-getting your needs met. One more time, www.drmelissasmith.com forward slash 203-getting your needs met. Um, And so I hope that you will take some time and review the podcast on Apple or Spotify. Your reviews really give me great feedback and it also helps additional people to find the podcast. I would love it if you would do that. I'd also love to connect with you on Instagram at Smith. I always have more resources related to the podcast there and I'd love to hear your questions or your comments, your thoughts on what you hear in the podcast. So So I am Dr. Melissa Smith. Remember, love and work, work and love. That's all there is. Until next time, take good care. 